This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I've got another amazing guest. Martha Lewis is a sleep consultant and functional health coach all the way from Wyoming in the US of A. Now she herself had many sleep issues for a number of years before she decided to undergo some functional lab testing, identify what the problem was and remediate those problems. Now she works with clients all over the world to help with the chronic problem that is inappropriate sleep or what people are not getting enough sleep from. Uh, She identifies the problem through a a simple testing process that anyone in the world can uh, can access and uh, I'm happy to say she's on the podcast today so I can't wait to chat to her and identify why sleep is so important. So without further ado, let's get on with it. Good. All right, Martha Lewis, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Now, just so people are aware, you're coming all the way from Wyoming in America at the moment, and we just—I just confirmed that it's uh, it's still, it's Tuesday evening over there, whereas it's Wednesday morning here. So I, I really do appreciate you uh, giving up your time uh, with the time difference and all. Yeah, definitely. You're in the future. I am in the future. Actually, that's an interesting way to put it. I've never thought of that before. I am in the future. That makes me kind of feel very special. Yeah, right. So why don't you uh, introduce yourself and, and what you currently do and who you work with and all that sort of stuff, and then we'll get into your story. Yeah, great. So I am Martha Lewis, and I am a sleep consultant and functional health coach. So I help people who have tried all the things to be able to sleep and still can't sleep. And so I do functional lab testing to find out what's going on in their bodies that are keeping them awake. Right. Interesting. We will get to that because that's obviously one of the things I want to uh, elaborate on. But why don't you talk to us about um, how you got involved in, in being a sleep consultant anyway? So your, your history, obviously, you, you're a poor sleeper yourself for many years, right? Yes, for a couple years. And it started in late pregnancy for me. Okay. Um, which was a little over six years ago now. I have a six-year-old. Um, but it didn't go away even after my son was born. After he And he was a horrible sleeper. So I ended up hiring a sleep consultant to help with his sleep. And then I became a pediatric sleep consultant right. to help families yeah, with their kids sleep. And then the ironic thing was is that I wasn't sleeping. And so even after my son was sleeping through the night and everything was great, I was not sleeping. And so for me, I would try to go to bed early because I was so tired, but then I, it would take forever to fall asleep. And then I would wake up at three or four in the morning and just be awake for hours until six when my son was waking up for the day. So yeah, yeah. I was pretty miserable during that Explain how, how you, like, were you, um, was your mind constantly on the go or were you completely restless or how, how we, what were the symptoms of, of this sort of period? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's actually been a while. So I've almost forgotten, which is nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, my mind was racing 
And, and I just remember being so frustrated all the time that that's what my mind would race about. Uh. And, you know, like I'd be researching during the day, trying to figure out why I can't sleep and doing all the things. And then you're questioning everything. Like, is it because I watched a little TV or is it because of that chocolate or I didn't exercise enough or whatever it is? Sure. Like you drive yourself crazy in the middle of the <laughs> night trying to figure it out. And then you swear the next day that everything's going to be different. Of course. <laughs> and yeah. But then you still want to watch TV before bed and all those things. So mm. yeah, I just remember being so frustrated, like even to the point where I was crying in the middle of the night sometimes because wow. I was just so tired and it doesn't make sense to be so tired and not be able to sleep. Right, right. Um, so in terms of um, the being so tired, did you, did it, like, it was for a couple of years, yeah, you, you sort of experienced this. And did the fatigue set into a point where you were starting to notice um, things throughout the day that you were, were, like, you weren't functioning optimally in terms of, you know, your cognitive function, your behavior, your exercise, your energy, all those sorts of things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, really hard to be motivated to do things that keep you healthy so it does make it hard to want to exercise when you're exhausted even though you know that that's gonna help Mm. um and it's just it's a matter of like you're just getting through the day like you're just doing what you can to survive in the moment and so it was really hard because at this time too i was starting a business and it was hard for me to be motivated and be creative and do the things I needed to do to start a business because I just felt so awful most of the time. Yeah, wow. Can I ask a question? So you you were a pediatric sleep consultant at that point in time, and yet you were having poor sleep yourself. So was there, were you sort of yeah. sitting back going, hang on a second, I'm telling people how to, you know, improve this or their kids to improve their sleep, yet I'm not working it out for myself. Was there an element of irony there or, you know, you, you were just sort of yeah. struggling with the concept yourself? Yeah, definitely. I felt like a fraud. Yeah, Here okay. I am, you know, helping everyone sleep and I'm not sleeping. That must be frustrating because obviously you were having success <laughs> in terms of the delivery of your methods, but for you, it wasn't working. Right, exactly. <laughs> and of course, baby if baby and kid sleep is so much different. It's mainly behavioral. And so, yes, um, yes but yeah, but it doesn't make sense that... <laughs> that I wasn't able to sleep myself. No, absolutely. So at what point did you figure out what the problem was? How how did you establish that? Had you gone down the rabbit hole in terms of different methods all the time and, um, you know, various, you know, you mentioned the obvious ones, you know, TV before bed and, um, you know, sugar and things like that. So you eliminated all that sort of stuff. And then what, what other methods did you try before you actually came across the one that identified what the problem was? Yeah, so I... Did um, I took a certification that was a pretty basic certification. I say basic because it's not, you know, doing lab testing and things like that, but it's sure. getting into habits, into what's called sleep hygiene or, you know, those, I call them now the sleep rules because yes. all these rules you should follow to sleep well. Um, and, and, and I, so I decided to take the certification. I was kind of skeptical that it would help, but it actually did. I made some changes to my schedule I made some changes to my diet. Um, I started making sure to get regular exercise, which I wasn't always doing as a new mom. Okay. And um, and I I started doing things like getting out of bed when I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. And so then I would fall asleep a lot faster. Ah. And so, 
Yeah. So all of those things did help me for a while um, until I went through a, a stressful period in my life and my sleep deteriorated again. And those things did not help. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing what stress can do. Wow. It is. So, so what, so what was the next step then? So obviously, you know, the, the, the obvious stuff you mentioned, you were exercising regularly, you're watching your diet, you were fixing your schedule in terms of maybe going to bed earlier, things like that. Um, but then it wasn't working. So, so how did you go from that to then finding the solution, which, you know, from my perspective, I'd never heard of functional lab testing before. So I'm, I'm really curious to, to work out the evolution from obviously the obvious stuff into what this is. Yeah. Well, so I kind of had a head start because I have a background in health and wellness. I have a master's in nutrition. And so I've been in that health and wellness space for a long time. Um, I tried all the supplements in the world too, by the way, and nothing helped either. Um, Yeah. And so I'm definitely more alternative minded. So I also didn't choose to try sleeping pills anything like that. I didn't okay. want to do that unless I really had to. Sure. Um, so, so already being in that space, I heard about this program for functional lab testing and it appealed to me too, as you know, as already a nutritionist and really being able to serve people by doing this testing. So I signed up for the program and then I got to do all the lab tests as part of my training. So cool. yeah. So I found out that my hormones were crazy out of balance, which, you know, I talked to quite a few women who, who sleep or, you know, sleep problems start after pregnancy. And it's because pregnancy and childbirth and all that is really stressful for our bodies. And Mm. especially I was 39. So I was already, you know, geriatric, they say, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) um, so yeah. So I think I just got totally depleted from Mm. that experience. And then, um, I had a parasite. You do this gut test that shows wow. what's in your gut. Okay. Yeah. And so I probably had that from um, 12 years before when I had been traveling in India and Nepal. Okay. And, yep. And um, I had what's called copper toxicity where I had two high levels of copper. I had a lot of, you know, different imbalances going on. And once okay. I was able to work on correcting those things, then my sleep started improving. Interesting. So, so talk me through the process of the, of the testing, like from what you're explaining to me. And again, I don't know much about this. It sounds like uh, some blood work was done. Would that be a fair assessment or is it, is it more comprehensive than that? Yeah. So it's actually no blood work. Oh, really? Um, Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So blood work is really intended to diagnose disease if things are really out of whack. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are functional medicine is more how are the different systems in the body working and what might not be working optimally. So really it can also be seen as like preventative medicine because it's before you're getting to the state of having, you know, major health issues. Um, So, so my tests involve uh, urine. They involve stool for the gut test, hair test. Yeah. For minerals and heavy metals. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about these tests, too, is that you don't have to go to a doctor. So this enables me to work with people all over the world where I yep. can order the tests. They get it shipped to their home. They do them at home, send the samples back to the lab, and then I get the results. Right. So, yeah. So it's a really cool way to find out all of this information about what's going on in the body. 
Absolutely. So you got obviously the results back. What's it, what, what was the turnaround time between testing and, and then receiving the, uh, the outcome? It does take about a month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you, you received the results in a month. And obviously, as you said, you know, your, your hormones were out of balance. Um, you know, metals were all out of whack, things like that. So does it then give you, or do you then have to take that to a GP to get, um, pharmaceuticals, vitamins, what's the process from once you get the results? Yeah, so the certification that I did taught me how to interpret those lab results and then give recommendations based on those results. Okay. And so, yeah, and so, um, of course, I was, you know, doing training this time, but I was using what I learned to start taking some supplements. So I'm, you know, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not prescribing anything like that. It's using natural supplements but it's also a lot of um, looking at lifestyle, looking at diet, looking at exercise, Absolutely. optimizing the habits around sleep, yep. helping with stress in general. Yep. So, yeah, so it's a really holistic program, which is another reason why the one I did really appealed to me. Definitely. Well, let, let's let's talk about that for a moment. So, you know, in terms of people's lifestyle, like we live in a world now that's crazy busy. We're all stressed. We're all in a hurry to get places, you know, and obviously sleep is significantly impacted for most people, particularly families, you know, parents and stuff. So how, what's your advice in regards to improving just the simple stuff in life to, to improve your sleep? So obviously one works in hand with the other, right? You exercise more, you potentially will improve your sleep. You eat better, you'll potentially improve your sleep. You manage and reduce your stress, sleep will improve. But then people will say, well, how do I do that? So what, what, given that you've been through it and now you obviously work with people everywhere, what's your advice just to, to refine those simple things? Yeah, I mean, you're so right about our modern lifestyle is not conducive to getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> no, it's not. So, and it's not easy to be healthy in this day and age either. You know, yeah. our food system is very unhealthy. Yep. Our, our Obviously, our lifestyle of being very stressful, like you're saying, is very unhealthy. So, um. So I tend to recommend, and it's going to be a little different for everyone and where they're starting with, you know, I can't, someone who's eating what we call the standard American diet of a lot of processed foods and yes. things like that, um, you know, I can't expect them to go organic, grass-fed, zero processed foods, right? So it's just, it's kind of a spectrum of where people are starting. But okay. what I would recommend to anyone, especially with sleep issues, is having an anti-inflammatory diet. And so that means eliminating gluten and dairy and refined sugar and alcohol yes. and all those things that cause a lot of inflammation and doing that cuts out a lot of processed foods at the yep. same time. Um, so, yeah, so I, so it's really going beyond like what we think of as, as maybe healthy of if you are having symptoms like sleep issues or anything else, You've got to be a little more strict, most likely, mm. for a, you know, for at least a little while. So it's really seen, you know, I have people fill out a food journal so I can see what they're eating. Okay. Um, I I do look for gluten sensitivity in one of the tests. So yeah, so I'm kind of starting there with diet, um, and then with exercise. Something that I, you know, some people are under exercising, right? They're living that sedentary lifestyle and yes. that's obviously not healthy at all. Um, but actually 
more of my clients and I do live in a mountain ski town where we're very active. Okay. But a lot of my clients are um, over exercising. And so ah, they're doing that's interesting. That strenuous exercise. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that provides might... another element of stress, doesn't it? Yeah. Which when you're healthy is a good stress, right? Yep. Like exercise is a good stress. Of but if your body's already so stressed from not sleeping and from whatever imbalances are causing that not sleeping, then too much exercise, you know, is just making things worse. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I have to mm. warn people who are like, I'm trying to get so exhausted so I can sleep. And then they say, Oh, but I'm wired. It's like, yeah, you're, you're still stimulating that stress response, that cortisol. And it's yeah. now it's keeping you awake. It, it, that's it's really interesting that people think like that, and I guess it comes with over time and education that they'll understand that that's not obviously the the you know the the method to use to try and improve your sleep. But there's also that mentality, and you touched on it before when you were having your sleep issues about you've just got to get through it. You've got to go into survival mode. You know, you just got to be tough and grind it out. You know, and and just deal with it. I suppose. Do you think that stigma is still very much around in terms of people with poor sleep? And um, particularly those that have obviously very stressful and, and busy lifestyles. Yeah, definitely. And I think people also get trapped because there aren't a lot of solutions for insomnia. Sure. I mean, you can go to a doctor and get prescribed a pill, which may or may not work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to be on those pills anyway. Or you can try cognitive behavioral therapy is the other thing that's recommended, yep. which can be helpful. Um, so, So, you know, once people try those things and they don't work, then I think that they have no other choice than to just tough it out. And so I'm, I mean, I work with people who have been struggling to sleep for decades or since they were a teenager, even Wow, for a really long time. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. What's some of the worst or or worst cases that you've come across? So obviously, as you mentioned, over 10 years of of poor sleep, how how is that? So, uh, you know, of 10 years of poor sleep, how's that person functioning at an optimal level at the moment, like it must be really challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're at an optimal level. I do think that some people are more sensitive to to missing sleep than others. Like I'm very sensitive to it. So I was miserable with six hours of sleep. Whereas, yeah. Whereas other people, they, they're like, I just want six hours of sleep. I can't even get that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 um, Yeah. So I think that's part of it too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so let's break it down to the bare basics then. A, a, a simple question. Why is sleep so important? Why, why, for those that, you know, survive on five or six hours sleep a night, why is it so important that we get quality sleep every night? Yeah. So the recommendation is seven to nine hours of sleep a night. So okay. that's going to be different for everyone. Of course. And the reason, yeah, why they're saying at least seven hours is because it's shown that getting fewer than seven hours of sleep increases your risk of so many chronic diseases. Mm. So heart disease, diabetes, depression, Alzheimer's, like certain forms of cancer, they're all linked to not getting enough sleep over the long term. Yep. So, I mean, so much happens when we sleep, um, you know, of restoring the health of the body that it's really important to be getting consistent, consistently getting enough sleep. Um, so yeah, so that's why that amount of sleep is what's recommended now. And that motivates some people. What I think is more motivating is 
or really the short-term effects. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to concentrate. It's, it's shown it's really hard to be positive and have this positive out- outlook on life when mm. you aren't sleeping. And so you tend to see these things happening to you as, as really negative. If you haven't gotten a good night's sleep, um, it affects your decision making. So they find people take riskier Absolutely. decisions. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when they aren't sleeping. Um, yeah. So it really just affects every aspect of your life. It's just, yeah, it's so important to be well rested. It's really interlinked, isn't it? With, um, you know, you, you have poor sleep or, you know, you develop poor sleep over a period of time. That'll lead to obviously increased stress, which can then de- decrease your productivity levels through life and obviously employment as well. Um, if you're stressed, you will be less motivated to exercise. So it can have a massive ripple effect, can't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow. Um, in terms of... Um, the sort of the common stigma and we touched on obviously people just sort of toughing it out you know and we mentioned at the very start how um everyone's so busy at the moment you know it just seems to be that that type of life where everyone's on the go everyone's busy everyone's stressed everyone's pulling big days so sleep gets pushed to the back burner in terms of priority how do you shift that mindset around that um what's your sort of advice generally generally speaking in terms of someone that you know they claim they don't have enough time in the day to do things so sleep is one of the last things they worry about. So going to bed, you know, at all hours of the night. Do you have any any typical advice in regards to reprioritizing someone's way of thinking to prioritize their sleep over other aspects of their life? Yeah, I mean, I will say that most of my clients know that sleep is important and they want sleep. So I'm not trying to convince a lot of them to make okay. time for sleep. Yep, that's good. Um, Yeah, totally. It's like these people, they need sleep. Um, But, you know, I still, I really believe in education Mm. and, um, you know, the test results really help with that of like people being able to see on paper how their lifestyle is affecting them. It's more tangible, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, exactly. When they can see their cortisol levels and if they're high or they've actually become depleted over time and they're low. And if their hormones are really depleted, like that's, these are the signs of just ongoing stress for a really long time. Mm. And so I think that that wakes people up of, okay, this is really important. And I, I need to make some changes if I'm going to be healthy and live a long, healthy life. And so, yeah, so it really helps to educate people and then to, you know, for them to see their results and see what it looks like on paper. I was about to say, I think, I think that's a big key, isn't it? Actually physically seeing the data showing where their health currently sits. Whereas, you know, if you, if you talk to someone and I have the same issue with my clients, if you talk to someone, it'll sort of, they'll absorb it, but it, it'll, it won't be taken on board a hundred percent. But if you actually show them some, some data that's proven to be effective, they'll go, Oh, hang on a second. Maybe I need to, to make some changes here. Yeah, exactly. Would, um, in terms of, um, their, I guess, lifestyle in terms of looking forward. So thinking long-term, do you find that there's a lot of resistance about people's behavior and lifestyle making those changes um, looking long-term, you know, 20, 30 years down the track if, with the decisions they make now will impact that or, or are people just looking day-to-day, week-to-week and very short-term thinking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are, are looking short-term at the beginning and yep. – Again, like 
I mean, really what I'm educating people how to do is how to be healthy in yep. this day and age where it's really a sustainable approach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, a lot of people are willing to do whatever it takes in the short term to get better. And yep. then as they see progress, then they are motivated to stick with those changes, you know, once they're feeling a lot better. Mm. So, yeah, so that's my approach. Okay. Okay. Um, we've spoken about nutrition and obviously that's a, a key element of what you do. Talk to me about, um, you know, the, the, the health, because obviously, as you mentioned, the American diet, it, it's actually very similar to us over here. Like we, we follow America a lot in terms of um, food influences. You know, we've got a very westernized um, style of eating, um, probably a little bit more um, organic and things like that, but it's still very influenced by what America does, the big brother. So um, in terms of shifting someone's perspective, because a lot of the time they'll choose more convenience over cleaner eating. Would that, would that be a fair comment? And then that'll obviously impact, you know, sleep and stress and all those sorts of things. So how do you shift that mindset from the convenience? Yeah, that is a tough one for a lot of people, for sure. Mm. And, you know, one of my goals too with my clients is helping them actually implement these changes. So okay. I offer a lot of support for that reason. I don't just say, okay, eat an anti-inflammatory diet. Good luck. <laughs> I'll talk to you in six months. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm giving them tips. I'm giving them as much guidance as I can mm. um, to be able to do that. And luckily I don't know if, if it's the same in Australia, but here it's becoming easier, actually. Like we have these meal order things yes. that you can order. Um, Gluten-free is, you know, a lot of restaurants are familiar with that. So it's become easier to kind of navigate that than ever before. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's um, it's helping people, again, where they're coming from. Mm. And, you know, some of my clients are already eating organic and they're already doing a lot of that stuff and others need a lot more guidance with that. Absolutely. So I think it's like, let's make a few changes at a time. How can we make this a little bit easier and and just, you know, do that progressively as they make more and more changes? Absolutely. So what's the, the sort of time frame from getting the results to seeing someone you know, message you or call you and say, oh my God, I had the best sleep last night. You know, is there, obviously everyone's going to be different because of the stages that they're at, yeah. but is there, you know, for people that are completely naive to this process, you know, is it, are we talking sort of a, a three month period, a six month period? Will it take longer than that? What's the sort of time frame to implement the change? I, oh, sorry, identify the, the results, implement the change, and then actually physically see the results from good quality sleep. Yeah. So I would say the average is three months. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do have some clients who improve pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Even before we get the test results, we have an initial session to get started on some things. Yep. And so a lot of times people did just need to make some habits or change their diet. And that has a really big impact really quickly. Um, other people, it takes, you know, a couple more months. My program is for six months because that's usually the longest it takes okay. to start seeing some improvement. Yep. Yeah. Unreal. Well, that, you know, well, that's really realistic. Like, you know, if you hear, heard two years or something like that, you're going to go, oh, man, that's, that's a long time. But, you know, three months is very realistic and very achievable for most people. So even, you know, living in the fast place, fast paced lifestyle that we live, I think that's, you know, more than acceptable. Have you ever received resistance to those sort of parameters? You know, has someone gone, oh, man, what, three months, can't I just take a pill and fix it? Like, does that ever come up at all? Yeah, unfortunately, I do have some clients who 
get impatient and they're like, I'm not seeing any effects. Yeah. I don't know if I want to keep doing it. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So I, you know, I have a, a whole program where I'm sending trainings every week. And so some of my emails involve things like that. Like, look, you've been struggling for 20 years. It's amazing actually that your body can recover in six months, 100%. but it is going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, this is not a quick fix. It's not just a pill that's going to mask your symptoms. Like this is really restoring your health. And so mm. that does take some time. Absolutely. And, you know, most of my clients are aware of that and that is what they want. That's what they're looking for. They don't mm. want something. They don't just want a pill that has all these side effects. That yeah, they don't want to be that approach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what, give me a, um, uh, a curly one in terms of, um, you know, a client that's had a, really bad sleep for a long period of time like you just mentioned 20 years I, I can't even imagine what that's like to have poor sleep for 20 years I know I can't either <laughs> were they um were they at wit's end like were they just strung out like completely on edge all the time like heightened anxiety all those sorts of things because of that or, or was it it wasn't too bad you know it, it definitely depends on the person okay. for sure um, you know, I've worked with some tough people who are like, this is just what I've been dealing with and I've learned how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it really just depends okay. on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like a lot of people would just accept it for what it is, wouldn't they? And they just get on with life. Um, even though it's slowly debilitating their life. Have you seen anyone who's, who's, who's come to you, but has developed a chronic illness because of it? Um, I mean, a lot of times I say it's hard to know what causes what, but I yep. think a lot of chronic illness has the same causes as the insomnia does. Mm. So, for example, like a thyroid, you know, issue is a common one in, in a lot of my female clients where yep. and they may know they have it or they don't. But if they have Hashimoto's, which is autoimmune yep. hypothyroidism. And so the hypothyroidism isn't causing insomnia. But what's causing both of those things is likely gluten sensitivity and heavy metals and a gut infection. And so really, we're getting to the bottom of all of that with the testing that I'm doing, just because it's finding out what's affecting their health as a whole. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's amazing how we've come to this point where through a simple testing process, you can now identify so many things in one sitting rather than go to your GP, then get a referral, go to the blood work place and, and then wait. And, you know, it's, it's all done in house now. And, and like you said, it's at the convenience of your own home. You don't have to go anywhere. I think that's incredibly yeah. um, advantageous, particularly for those who are a bit apprehensive about going and, you know, disclosing sort of more personal information. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Plug your business and your program. So let's talk about that for a moment. So obviously, um, we've mentioned that, you know, you can do testing with anyone anywhere around the world. So how do they get a hold of you if, if this does appeal to them? If they're having sleep issues, they want to get that testing done. Um, how do they reach out to you? And then obviously, you mentioned other programs and stuff like that. Tell me about it. Yeah. So my website is thecompletesleepsolution.com. And that's the name of my program as well, The Complete Sleep Solution. And so my program involves or includes those four lab tests or four different lab tests looking at hormones and gut health and liver function and heavy metals and minerals and 
all kinds of things, you know, pretty much anything that could be causing sleep issues. Cause I don't want to overlook anything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then it includes, we work together for six months. We have six sessions over those six months and, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the physical part of what could be causing this. I also help with the mental part, Okay. you know, worry about sleep, anxiety about sleep, help with stress in general, because all of that mental stress is affecting sleep and it's yep. going to affect your health. So, yeah. So it's really a body and mind approach um, is how I'm doing that. So, okay. yeah. So all that information is on my website and you can book a call with me and we can have a free consultation on Zoom just like Thanks. the two of us are doing and excellent talk about yeah talk about their sleep and um and make sure that they're a good fit for my program unreal so you mentioned there's four sessions in that program what is it is the sessions like what we're doing now that's a, it's a zoom session or is it via yeah, phone call exactly. or what yep yep zoom excellent yeah. um in terms of the, the mind side of things um could, could you elaborate on that a little bit like do you, do you um sort of implement uh you know mindfulness meditation self-care um, what, what sort of avenues do you take to, to help with that? Cause that's something we didn't actually touch on it, but it, I'm sure it's a big part of it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely tend to recommend relaxation things. And again, that's going to be different for everyone. I'm a yep. big fan of meditation. It's worked, you know, it works wonders for me. Um, but not everyone's open to that. So, yes. you know, I might recommend something different, um, really talk about, you know, taking breaks throughout the day. Um, you know, start even starting your day with a morning routine, ending it with a bedtime routine so that you have some relaxation in your day is really important. Absolutely. And then a lot of what I'm doing is as a life coach, I'm really helping people realize how their thoughts are affecting their actions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, trying, giving them tools really to re to rewire their brain and change a lot of this negative thinking that's kind of our subconscious thinking that we don't even realize we're thinking all the time but poor sleepers tend to think things like you know they're already worried about the night ahead they're they have you know adopted the identity of a poor sleeper and so really helping them rewire their brain um, to think more positively which is going to lower their stress and help them sleep in the long term that's a really good point. I, I, yes, we tend to reinforce something if we think about it often enough, don't we? So if you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm such a poor sleeper, why am I not sleeping? You're constantly reinforcing that thought process, aren't you? So you're convincing yourself that you're probably worse than you actually are. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the same for saying how tired you are all day. I know yes. I talk to everyone about it. And I tell myself that all the time. Oh, I'm so tired. I didn't sleep all. Well. Oh, you know, and that's my default thinking for the whole day. And no of wonder course. I felt like crap during the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So I guess the, 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 the take home message here is obviously, you know, the, the simple things are, are quite obvious in regards to improving your sleep and eliminating um, possible candidates for causing poor sleep so diet's obviously one that's very important um you know stress management another one um you know how, how you think as we just mentioned there are there any others that people can just look at their daily lifestyle and hang on a second i need to make some subtle improvements here first before they then reach out to a professional like yourself to try and improve their sleep the routine we mentioned routine that's obviously very very important mm -hmm. you know a lot of people will stay up all all night watching netflix or on their phone or whatever with high stimulus right. 
you know, which can obviously impair their sleeping as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, a lot of people I work with, they they know the basic sleep advice that's out there and they've tried a lot of those things. Okay. Yep. And it's it's funny because I just wrote about this today. Um and you know, I just find that a lot of that advice of staying away from screens, it's not going to help someone with chronic insomnia because yep. there's something deeper going on. Now, for someone where stress is the main reason why they aren't sleeping, or they are getting too much blue light at night, then that can help. But yep. for most people, that's not enough. So, and we know this because millions of people watch TV before bed. That's right. Sleep just fine. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but a lot of people I'm working with, they've already tried all those things. They okay. know they aren't working. There's something more going on. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So if you've eliminated all those those common denominators that are obvious, Right. Um, next step is to reach out to a uh, a professional like yourself and get yourself tested. Yeah, exactly. Unreal. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that certainly highlights the importance of sleep. And as we mentioned, you know, um, I think the world in general, uh, the larger population of, of the Western world are chronic sleepers, you know, and it's probably going to become, it's probably understated in terms of how important it actually is. Because of the, the way we think and our behaviors and our lifestyles are so busy all the time, we just push it to the side. But it's good to know, and you've obviously identified that, that people are starting to actually acknowledge that they need to improve their sleep. You know, so hopefully the generations to come will continue that pattern and, and those lifestyle behaviors will improve for the better. So we don't have somewhat of an epidemic in terms of people just completely zombied out of no sleep. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Martha. It's been very insightful and very educational. And, and I guess anyone listening, and, and I know firsthand that, that I know a lot of people that have poor sleep. And, and when I see them, they, they are that person that says, oh, I'm so tired this morning. Um, but it seems like there are avenues now to take that can really identify the problem and remediate it. And, and it seems so simple as well. It's not complicated. It's not over the top in terms of, you know, you have to go here and here and here and you've got to book this and, and wait six months for this. It's just reach out to a, a qualified sleep consultant like yourself, get the testing done, identify what the problem is and take on the uh, the challenge of, of fixing it. And like you said, it can be three to six months, which I, I think is very, very um, acceptable to most people. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely like to keep it simple. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Simple is best for everyone. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, so we know your website, you're on Instagram as well. Is there any other social media or anything else that people need to be aware of to, to follow you along? Because I know you put up some good content. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do have a, a group on Facebook called Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. And I also have a podcast called The Insomnia Fix. Oh, fantastic. All right, I'll, I'll put all them in the show notes um, when I publish awesome. this. Yeah, fantastic. So thank you so much. Uh, final question, personality question for yourself, which is who would you like to have over to dinner? So this could be anybody, uh, fictional, non-fictional, male, female, live, dead, uh, just sort of gives us an insight into your personality and who you'd like to sit down and have a, a meal and a good conversation with. Could be a couple of people if you, if you can't decide. Yeah. I mean, the first person who always comes to mind is Oprah. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't watch Oprah, you know, her show growing up or anything, but just the more I've done personal development and learned about her and I just love that she's into meditation and manifesting and she's just become this incredibly successful woman by just giving a lot of value so I really admire her 
Absolutely. She's big on exercise too, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. A good good role model for females as well, I think. Like she and she can do it all. Like she can talk shows, movies, uh, journalist, right. um, you know, in, in, uh, uh, interviewer. Um, yeah, just incredibly successful on all fronts and still looks after herself. Yeah, exactly. Unreal. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Martha. Thank you very much for giving up your time, and uh, I really appreciate you chatting. I'll uh, I'll put this podcast up uh, early next week. Uh, put all your links in there so people can obviously find you and follow along. And, and you know, who knows if, if people are uh, are struggling, they know they can reach out. It doesn't matter where you are in the world to uh, to get some solutions. Yeah. Thanks so much, Paul. It was great chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you very much. Well, I have to thank Martha once again for her time. And uh, obviously with the time difference and day difference from uh, Australia to the USA, it was very much a privilege to chat to her and get a real insight into a very successful sleep consultant and health health functional, a functional health coach, I should say. So if you are interested in sourcing out Martha's um, uh, professional uh, consultancy and, and obviously getting assistance with your sleep, jump on her website. I'll put all the information in the show notes, obviously, Follow her along on Instagram and her own podcast. But um, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, obviously jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories. Tag myself and tag Martha, of course. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.